Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. She wants me to follow up with um uh one of the doctors from the hospital, but it was okay. Okay, good. I should not complain. All right, I'm gonna open up in prayer. Horrible running to get sissy to go 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 round of Gosaka Yarandrasi dish to Gumbraka Yarandoshi to go sissy to Gumbraka Yarambrashi to go sissy to go say Yes, 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 father, Yarako Baka 
Y'all don't see it. She'll go see it. She'll go see it. She'll go see it. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Thank you, Father God. Hmm. Thank you, Holy Spirit, yes. Thank you, Holy Spirit, yes. Mm. Father God, mm. Mm. Wow. Mm. Okay. Interesting. All right, I guess we're going to do the reading now. (coughs) The cross, gateway to glory. The Father and the Spirit have certain fixations. This process... Get over here, sorry. Okay, the Father and the Spirit have certain fixation. This preoccupation to establish the Son, the Lamb who is obedient to death, as the focal point of the universe. Hmm. He is center stage. The only way to honor the Father is to honor the Son. In discussing the plan of redemption, I can suppose at some point in eternity past, the Father saying, Son, if you become the Lamb, there will be incredible pain and humiliation for you, but there will also be subsequent to that suffering greater glory than this universe has ever seen. You will be the recipient of untold glory. How could the Father bestow even greater glory on the Son than he already had, since he had already shared equality with God? This greater glory will come from the saints, the bride. Give him glory, all you people. Christ's obedience to the cross is bringing him to incredible glory from the bride, from Lamb's wife, a people who are created for his glory. What is true for Jesus is also true for us. The greatest glories open up only those who embrace the cross. Mm. Wow. Hmm. Jesus understood his father's love and knew that the father inflicted pain in order to produce a greater glory. What glory is now ascribed to him who is willing to embrace the suffering of death? No one has known pain like Christ. He's looking for a bride with whom he can relate, who can identify with his joys, who's also experienced his pains. 
Do you really want to be like Christ? You must embrace the hand of the Father. You must embrace the cross. To do so is to abandon yourself with open arms to your Heavenly Father, receiving the cup He gives you and losing your will in His. From this abandonment will rise a bride worthy of the name of Jesus Christ. You'll never get to know the cross academically. If you pray, Lord, show me your cross, you're probably praying more than you realize. He doesn't just reveal His cross. He works it in you. Mm. 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 I think I need to read that again. You never get to know the cross academically. If you pray, Lord, show me your cross, you're probably praying more than you realize. He doesn't just reveal his cross. He works it in you. The cross is learned experientially. When Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work, John 4 and 34, he was making an overt reference to his cross. This was the work he was to finish. Even though he hungered and thirsted on the cross, he nevertheless said, this is my food. My sustenance is here and laying my life down because it is my Father's will. O oh, glorious attainment, when the suffer we endure becomes our food, for we know it is the will of God. Mm. Oh, Father God. Mm. O oh, glorious attainment, when the suffering we endure becomes our food, for we know it is the will of God. Father, I am willing to walk out my present pathway through the most torturous, difficult route, if you so will, because your will is my life, my substance, my survival. When Jesus was on the cross, he gave himself to one thing. There he hung. The awareness of his father's presence that he had always enjoyed had suddenly disappeared. The very people he had come to serve were maliciously and vindictively torturing him to death. And besides all that, he sustained the wrath of God as he took the punishment for our sins. But he just hung there and loved God. All Jesus did on the cross, in spite of the total injustice of his suffering, was to love his father. And now here comes a bride. She is longing to share this moment of suffering with her beloved. And as she takes up a cross and suffers unjustly before God and man, all she is doing is loving her Lord. God looks at this bride and says, Son, she reminds me of you. That's exactly what you did. She's just loving me in the midst of her pain. And the son says, Father, now I see it. This is the bride you promised me. You said she'd be like me. You told me I would be able to relate to her. You said we have things in common that we'd be able to share for all eternity. You said she would be my co-equal partner. And oh, my father, she is. Why, she's beautiful. Yes, she certainly is beautiful, replies the father. When you went to the cross, you moved my heart so, my son, 
I never thought anything could ever again move my heart like that. But now as I behold her sharing in your sufferings, I must say that my heart has moved all over again. She is absolutely amazing to me. For as much as I love you, son, I love her too. Mm. Wow. Ooh, Jesus. The Father and the Spirit have this certain fixation. His preoccupation established the Son, the Lamb who is obedient to death, as the focal point of the universe. He is the center stage. The only way to honor the Father is to honor the Son He sent. As I read in this, it dawned on me, he said, they're trying to make the lamb the focal point of the universe. That means this far exceeds our earthly realm. But if you think about it, he says the heavens and the earth. So we we talking about everything, every star, every galaxy, all the all of this with Christ. I mean, God formed all of it, but you know we get caught up in in our earth. We get caught up in here. So then that's okay. So now they talk about all these aliens and all this other stuff, which may or may not be true. I mean, but who's to say it's not true? But it doesn't really matter because the word of God is what Jesus did affects the universe. So that means the rules and the regulations that apply here on earth are going to apply there as well. Something to think about. In discussing the plan of redemption, I can suppose at some point in eternity past, the father saying, son, if you will become the lamb, there will be incredible pain and humiliation for you, but there will also be Hold on. Son, if you become the lamb, there will be incredible pain and humiliation for you, but there will also be subsequent to that suffering greater glory than this universe has ever seen. You will be the recipient of untold glory. How could the Father bestow even greater glory on the Son than he already had, since he had already shared equality with God? The greater glory will come from the saints, the bride, give him glory, all you people. Christ's obedience to the cross is bringing to him incredible glory from the bride. For the Lamb's wife, a people created for his glory. Hold on one second. Who is this trying to meet you? Okay. All right, so in discussing the plan of redemption, now remember the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, they they had a meeting to form us. Well, I mean, bottom line, they're, they're a triune God, okay? So we, they're three persons, but they're still in one. So now they're discussing the plan of redemption, okay? So now basically the Father, the Son had to become a curse to regain what was lost, and that was us. God created us. 
he bonds a fellowship with us. Also, I use this as an example as well. So that we 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 sinned, so he had to regain that back was lost. So that was the plan of redemption. He said, I can suppose sometime in eternity, the Father saying, Son, if you become a lamb, there will be incredible pain and humiliation for you. There will also be subsequent to that suffering greater glory than the universe has ever seen. So in other words, you're going to have to suffer for a greater end, for a greater glory. I mean, see, we do that anyway. Anything that we that we achieve, there's some type of work or effort or suffering involved in order to do it. Even if it's grammar school, high school, college, there's some type of application, some type of diligence that we have to go through in order to get a greater glory. So it's no difference from the spiritual walk. We'll, see, we can see it and understand it in a worldly perspective because I want to have a good job, a good job, a nice paying this or this, that, and another. So I work, I go to school, and I do that. You know, but now when it comes to the spiritual walk, we don't. It doesn't quite line up with us the way that it needs to line up, the way that God sees it and understands it. You will be the recipient of untold glory. How could the Father bestow even greater glory on the Son than He already had, since He'd already shared equality with God? The greater glory will come from the saints, the bride. Give Him glory, all you people. Christ's obedience to the cross is bringing to him incredible glory from the bride, from the Lamb's wife, a people created for his glory. So he's saying the greater glory is going to come from us, his bride, the children of God, that have, that, that have said yes. And so that's going to even bring a greater glory than he had before, before we were in existence. What is true for Jesus is also true for us. The greatest glory is opened up only to those who embrace the cross. Jesus understood his father's love and knew that the father inflicted pain in order to produce a greater glory. What glory is now ascribed to him who is willing to embrace the suffering of death? No one has known pain like Christ. Jesus understood his father's love and knew that he inflicted pain in order to produce a greater glory. I'm going back to my days of just working out, and anybody who has ever worked out, what does it say? No pain, no gain. There's a burn that occurs in order for you when you're exercising. If you're not really burnt, getting that type of burn, you're really not exercising your muscles. You're really not exerting the type of effort in order for your muscles to grow. Even the process of your muscular growth, your muscle fibers are literally tearing apart, and then when they're rebuilding, they're rebuilding thicker. That's the process. So even in, the, in that process there, there's growth, there's tearing down in order to build up. Remember now, God is a God of order. God is a God of systems. So what we're talking about in the natural is the same thing in the spiritual. There's a tearing down in order to build up. Okay, y'all don't like that. So, you know, we want to have the nice, oh, I love God, and that's a beautiful thing, and that's a lovely thing, and you're going to stay where you're at. And, yes, you will get in heaven if you truly accept Jesus as your Lord. And, and, that's, and I'm not saying it won't. I'm not trying to say you've got to have this walk where, you know, uh, nobody's really willing and looking for pain. That's just, you know, but we'll, we'll, we'll do it if we can see it now for something we want in the world, but we'll back off from it when it comes to trying to grow in Christ. Let's just be real. Because, again, we see something in the natural that, that, that attracts us or, or des- we have a desire for it that makes us want to endure 
the pain, endure the hardship so that we can obtain that. But when it comes to the spiritual things, we'll just back off. That's why God designed things the way he designed them. The trials and tribulations, the suffering. That's why he'll put you in situations and circumstances when you're over your head. Because you're not, because maybe I'll just talk about me, okay? Because in reality, you're trying to get out, you're trying to make a change, and you recognize, well, I got a choice, but I don't have a choice. Uh, The only way I can get out is this. And in that process, and that's what he's going to break down later on, you start gravitating and walking more and more toward God because you're realizing that's your only way out. You're realizing that's your hope. And we broke down before that hope through trials and tribulations produce hope. From hope, is that's where your faith comes. Now, faith is the evidence of things hoped for. See, see, the, see the systems that God has put in place for your faith to even to occur and yet still to grow. So these things are systematic. That's why he says, Yes, Father God, all things are together for your good, but for his glory. These are systematic processes that are in place. And again, as I say, you're going to suffer in this life regardless. You're gonna. All you got to do is live. You're going to have some type of suffering. You're going to have some type of suffering. So you're not going to get through this life without going through some type of hardship, hurt, or pain. But the difference is now you get it to a point where you're recognizing that you're doing it for Christ. You're doing it because you love him or nothing else. You're doing it because you're being obedient. And that's what he's pointing out now. Jesus was basically being obedient to his father's will, and he is willing to suffer because of his obedience. Hold on one second. Okay, so Jesus is willing to suffer. He was willing to be obedient, and those obedience caused suffering. I'm going to go back to what, we, what I read yesterday about sharing in his sufferings. But it also said the power of his resurrection. Mm. Mm. Wow, I just caught that. I just caught that. Wow, I just caught that. I'm going to try to see if I can find it real quick, and then I'll reread it, because I prefer to come straight from the Scripture. Okay, Philippians 3 and 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death. Wow. And the reason that I'm saying wow is because, see, when God writes things, he writes things in a specific order, how they're supposed to be. So I'm looking at this. We we want the power 
of his of, of his resurrection. Like spirit, soul, and body, your spirit is supposed to lead your soul, which is supposed to lead your body. So we want the power of his resurrection. But then there's the suffering, sharing in his sufferings that we have to go through in order to get the power of his resurrection. See, we want to be powerful in the world, out of the world, going back to working out. When we're working out and exercising because we want to be stronger at whatever it is we're doing. If we're being in the sports, in the gym, or even you're just trying to get your sexy on. Like Erica trying to get her sexy back now. Yeah, I called you out. We, which we want to be powerful. We want to be strong, even in the natural. That's just part of who we are. Nobody likes wants to get their butt kicked. I know growing up, the the the, the um, comic book was always the Atlas, the man who got the boy who got his face got sand kicked in his face, and he turned into went and got the Atlas and came back, and he was he was able to beat him up. So we want power. But in order to get the power that God has available to us, we have to share in his sufferings. Okay, I'll just keep reading because don't nobody want to hear that. Mm-hmm. Jesus understood his father's love and knew that the father inflicted pain in order to produce a greater glory. What glory is now ascribed to him who is willing to embrace the suffering of death? No one has known pain like Christ. He's looking for a bride who, with whom he can relate, who can identify with his joys, who has also experienced his pains. Do you really want to be like Christ? You must embrace the hand of the Father. You must embrace the cross. To do so is to abandon yourself with open arms to your Heavenly Father, receiving the cup he gives you, losing your will and his. From this abandonment will rise a bride worthy of the name of Jesus Christ. In the natural, we marry somebody because we have things in common. We can relate to each other. So now in the supernatural, Christ's bride needs to be able to relate with him. See how this, See how these systems look? They're similar. Well, this is how it is in the natural. Well, this is how it is in the supernatural. If you begin to get an understanding of that, then you can begin to get an understanding of how God works. And that is actually very important when you're trying to flow with the Holy Spirit. Because, see, what happens is as you're growing in the things of God, I mean, see, okay, we talk about the different levels of Christ, the 500, the 70, et cetera. Okay, as you're growing in Christ, when you're a baby, yeah, I should not steal, I should not murder, I should not lie. Okay, we know those things. And some of those, are, I'm going to say basic, because they're underlying fundamental foundational truths. But now as I begin to go into the deep and I'm growing and I'm maturing and I'm walking more and more with God, so now I need to have a greater understanding of which direction do I need to go. Do I need to do this job or go this way or do this girl or this boy? You know, all of these things that there's not a cut and dry. But see, as you learn about how God operates, and you come and you 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 learn how to flow with the Holy Spirit. See again, God has systems, and you begin to understand as He trains you. See, this is all. This is where it's got to be a one-on-one with the Holy Spirit, because He ain't gonna train you like He's gonna train me, because we're uniquely different. I'm peculiar this way; you're peculiar that way. So God will begin to train you about his systems as a whole, but then how they apply with your life and your walk. 
So then you can begin to see how God is moving and maneuvering, and you can say, well, that's the hand of God over there. So I think that's the pathway I need to go. Because you've been following how God has been training and maneuvering and showing and revealing things to you in your own individual walk. That's the only way you're going to walk to that type of relationship with God. It's not going to happen any other way. So you've got to learn how God flows. You've got to understand that, there's, that, that God is a God of love. God is a God of peace. See, these things are very valuable to you. I was talking to Lisa the other day, and she was talking about now she's in a point she, and she got an opportunity to go this other direction. But then now, what is this? Is this other direction going to cause you chaos? Is it going to make you unsettled? Are you going to – so these are things, if, they make, if those things begin to rise up out of making those decisions, you can say that is not the hand of God for my life. See, that's the things you need to begin to pay attention to in your walk so you can understand how God moves and maneuver. See, that's when we talk about the tree of the garden of good and evil, and the, the, the tree of good and the knowledge of good and evil in the garden of Eden. When they first presented it, well, there's no evil thing in God, so how could a tree of evil be in the garden of Eden? I know I'm messing up the words, but bottom line, there was something bad in the place of good. That means God did not create it. That's why he's talked about nature. That's why you have to get an understanding of how this is all recreated again. And all this is scriptural. I ain't getting into it right now. If you want to go listen to the tapes, go right here because we've been on this phone for a long while. But these are the things you need to get an understanding about how, who God is, how he operates in order for you to flow with him. So then when things start to rise and you start to question and start to wonder, see, that's when people will speak into your life and God will give you confirmation about things. And you can go, oh, okay. Well, you know what, Lord, I, I think I need to do this. And he'll speak and he'll show and he'll reveal you because he's been speaking to you all along the way. He's looking for a bride with whom he can relate, who can identify with his joys, who has also experienced his pains. Do you really want to be like Christ? You must embrace the hand of the Father. You must embrace the cross. To do so is to abandon yourself with open arms to your Heavenly Father, receiving the cup He gives you, losing your will and His. From this abandonment will rise a bride worthy of the name of Jesus Christ. You'll never get to know the cross academically. If you pray, Lord, show me your cross, you're probably praying more than you realize. He doesn't just reveal His cross, He works it in you. The cross is learned experientially. You never get to know the cross academically. <laughs> let me tell. Let me paraphrase that. You can read your Bible till you're blue in your face. You have a head full of knowledge about the Word of God, and that's a beautiful thing. Because the Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge. But to experience the Bible, that's why I say always applying the word, that's a whole nother thing. Because you'll have that head full of knowledge, and when that head of yours starts aching because all of that knowledge that you've been reading, you'll go right to the medicine cabinet and get you an aspirin and say, oh, I feel better. Rather than taking that head full of knowledge that, that that you've been doing and say, my head hurt. Well, you know what, Lord, I just read that by your stripes I'm here. Let me apply that. 
see, 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 that's applying the word of God. But see, we in the natural, we're going to run and we got to hear. I know the Bible. I read it back and forth. That's a beautiful thing. And I'm not discounting that at all. But again, spirit, soul, and body, that's in the soul. But when it's in your spirit is when the Holy Spirit reveals to you who, what, how, when, where, and why. Then when you walk out on that thing for a period of time, because it's going to be tested. It's going to be tested. When you walk out on that thing over a period of time and you stand and you stand there for, and then you you believe it, you stand and Satan has tried you, and he said, you know what, yeah, they got that. Then it's a part of you. That's Logos and Rhema. It's revealed. It becomes part of you. It's real. Then you know that you know that you know. And Satan knows that you know that you know. He ain't going to try you on that. He's going to try you on something else or the same thing at another level. As I always say, don't try to get rid of cancer by the word of God. If you can't get rid of a headache by the word of God, that's foolishness. I'm going to just keep reading. You never get to know the cross academically. If you pray, Lord, show me your cross, you're probably praying more than you realize. He doesn't just reveal his cross. He works it in you. The cross is learned experientially. That's the only way you're going to get it. And God knows that. Other than that, it's a head full of knowledge. When Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work, John 4 and 34. He was making an overt reference to his cross. This was the work he was to finish. Even though he hungered and thirsted on the cross, he nevertheless said, this is my food. My sustenance is here. And laying my life down because it is my Father's will. Mm. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. To finish his work. Not to start and quit halfway down the road, but to finish it. Whatever comes along with it, understand that I need to finish this. I need to press. I need to stand and to stand therefore and let God, whatever God needs to work in me, I'm going to let him work it in me. Whatever needs God work out of me, I'm going to let him work out of me. That gives me strength. That gives me substance. That gives me the ability to press and to go forth. But you're not going to get that by reading. You're going to get it by applying. Reading is essential because it's one of the first steps. But after that, you have to begin to apply that. But you can only apply it as the Holy Spirit leads you to do such. If not, you're walking in your own accord, in your own strength and ability, and you're going to fail. You must learn to get in contact with the Holy Spirit, who is your personal trainer, who is your personal mentor, who is your guide, who is your all in all. He is there. So you must learn how to tap into him for yourself so he can give you that strength, that ability to persevere when you want to say, the hell with all of this, it ain't worth it. I don't see it. I don't understand it. 
Because there will be many times in your journey you will not understand it, but you've got to be in such a oneness with God that you're trusting him and you're walking out anyway just because he told you to do it. But see, that doesn't happen overnight. Now, he knows that. That's why he has to grow you up to that point. So you too can be obedient to your death on your own cross. This was the work he was to finish. Even though he hungered and thirsted on the cross, he nevertheless said, this is my food. My sustenance is here and laying my life down because it is my Father's will. O glorious attainment, when the suffering we endure becomes our food, for we know it is the will of God. Mm. How do you fast? Oh, did I just get you there? Suffering. One thing your body needs. You want to start putting your body in law, spirit, soul, and body fast. You're giving your body, you're cutting off the very thing that your body needs in order to survive, and that's food. But that when you begin to do that, you're beginning to tell your body, hey, I'm running this. Hey, you're going to listen to what I, it, and it's going to buck, it's going to do all kinds of things, and you're going to say, yup, I'm the boss. I'm the HNIC. I'm the one that's got this. You have to begin to do those type of things if you're going to grow mature in Christ. If not, carnality is going to run rampant in you. You be a very solical Christian, very emotionally moved, but spiritually deprived. O glorious attainment, when the suffering we endure, endure becomes our food, for we know it is the will of God. Father, I am willing to walk on my present pathway through the most torturous, Difficult route, if you so will, because your will is my life, my sustenance, my survival. When Jesus was on the cross, he gave himself to one thing. There he hung. The awareness of his father's presence that he had always enjoyed has suddenly disappeared. The very people he had come to serve were maliciously and vindictively torturing him to death. And besides all that, he sustained the wrath of God as he took the punishment for our sins, but he just hung there and loved God. Wow. He had been with God throughout all eternity, and all of a sudden God abandoned him, his father, the one who sent him there to do this work. And he just bailed on him. The people he came to redeem, they were beating him, spitting on him, talking about him. Then he had to suffer wrath, the wrath of God, because that was the whole thing. God had to take out his, God had to legally justify himself. So he had to take out his wrath on Jesus because he was the only perfect, he was the only perfect sacrifice that he could do it. And he just hung there. But see, we don't want to do that. We don't want to complain. We don't want to point fingers. We want to get a give me a pry bar, get me off this cross. This ain't where I'm supposed to be. It ain't. It don't take all this. No, we're gonna do all of that in the inside. But what was our example? What was it, either seven or nine sins on the cross? Other than that, he just hung there. Seven. Seven sins on the cross. While all this is going on, in the, in the six hours that he, he was there, and that's not talking about the beating that he took before he got there. And he just hung there. 
He he corralled his tongue. He corralled his emotions. He just hung there. All Jesus did on the cross, in spite of the total injustice of his suffering, was to love his father. And now, here comes the bride. She shared this moment of suffering with her beloved. And as she takes up her cross and suffers unjustly before God and man, all she is doing is loving the Lord. God looks at this bride and says, Son, she reminds me of you. That's exactly what you did. She's just loving me of her pain. And the son says, Father, now I see it. This is the bride you promised me. You said she'd be like me. You told me I'd be able to relate to her. You said we had things in common that we'd be able to share for all eternity. You said she would be my co-equal partner. And oh, my father, she is why she's beautiful. Yes, she certainly is beautiful, replies the father. When you went to the cross, you moved my heart so, my son. I never thought anything could ever again get my heart to move like that. But now, as I behold her sharing in your sufferings, I must say that my heart has moved all over again. She's absolutely amazing to me. For as much as I've loved you, my son, I love her too. And that is our lesson for today. Questions, comments, criticism, complaints. No complaints, that's for sure. Mm. I just, um, it's just, I, I always, I just believe in making things relevant to everyday life. Um, and for me, it's, it's, it's just so interesting. It, it, just, it just reminds me of what I always say, that it really, um, you know, that it really um, takes a much stronger and more disciplined person to be quiet than it does to just speak. You know, even in the most, even in the most, um, you know, stressful of situations or where a person might feel like, you know, it's, it's you're just to speak or to, to be vengeful or to act or whatever the case may be. It just takes a much stronger person to shut up, you know, and to, and to be quiet and let things play out and um, be of a higher mindset. Because when you're of a, you know, and that's the thing I'm trying to explain to my daughter, that we can't say that we are this higher order being and that we are on this higher spiritual plane than others, you know, than the the base level, um, than the world, whatever word you want to describe it. We can't say that, but then, do nothing that shows that we are of that higher order. And with that comes discipline and self-control. And it, it just takes a higher 
not better than. I'm not saying better than nobody, but it takes a higher level of consciousness to be able to do that. That's discipline. That's self-control. You know, um, did this lady just walk out of the Dollar Tree with a mouth suit? It's cold. It's convincing. Um, but that's what that reminds me of, like, it, to be in a position where you don't have to take all that in an instant, you can just kill everybody. Around. Like, it, it didn't even have to go down like that. Wow. All I, all I can say is, wow, it's humbling. You know, it's humbling. It really is. It really is. Sometimes you just don't need to say anything and exercise your faith that way. Be Christian-like in that regard. Not by telling folks what to do or telling folks they need to do this or that or, you know, being preachy or, you know, I don't know, whatever word. But sometimes the most Christ-like you can be is just being frightened. That's what it that's what it says to me personally. Hello. Hello. Oh, I can hello. hear you. Yeah. Okay. I was like, Dad, he just put the music on? <laughs> I was just thinking. I'm like, Dad, no warning. No, maybe he like what I said. Like, <laughs> that oh, was I me. Got your, I got your that, discipline, Jack. That, that was me. I, oh, I have music okay. in my background, so when I came on, it was already playing. That's your theme music. <laughs> <laughs> Every single oh, theme sense. music. <laughs> I might need some theme music. <laughs> oh, Lord, that's funny. I got so disciplined and self-control. <laughs> sure, but you know what? When you were talking, it um, I just it, it just made me think about um, because y'all know kind of what's going on with me. And when I had that conversation with my sister, I was like, you know what? I just got, yeah. And, you know, it was like, I just quiet. <laughs> That's about all I could do is just get quiet. But but also, it's like, I got to trust God. So in that quietness, you're trusting God, and you're showing, oh, wow. And, and Jesus was showing that he trusted God as he's hung up on that cross, because he knew what the word said. And he knew he was going to go through this. So in that quietness, I'm trusting God for the end result. And that's what we got to do. I'm trusting God for the end result. Did, did, did all held and went to lose. This ain't what I thought it would be, but I'm going to just be quiet. And this this plan that he has, I'm trusting him to bring it about to fruition, even though at this moment I don't see it, feel it, understand it. But I got to shut up and let God be God. Mm. Um. 
Yeah, about yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Can't get a heel again. Mm. Yeah. Mm. All right, anybody else got anything? Mm. I missed it. Did you read already? Uh, yes, dear. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I missed it. My bad. No problem. <laughs> you can go on the computer and listen. But, Sam, that just goes to show how you are continuing to be used as as an example. For the rest of us, and I yeah, know and you really love that, but um, it is what it is. <laughs> Look, and, and you know what I'm saying, and I ain't, I ain't even gonna text you this one, okay? I... <laughs> Example making ministry. <laughs> but she's smart. What'd you say? So what'd you say, smart? I said, thank you for your example-making ministry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think I am going to have to text you. <laughs> oh, Father, Father. Oh. If you can't see it on the prayer call, keep it to yourself. No, man, I'm going to see you in about an hour. <laughs> what you say? So I'm going to see you in about an hour. Okay, you mean about three. I'm with you. Okay. Anyway, anybody else got something? <laughs> this is getting good. I just let y'all keep entertaining us. That's, that's fun. I, I do Did enough. you miss? Well, you know what, though? Look, I tell everybody I entertain. I entertain for about ten years, and in, 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 in the other way, I guess I can entertain this way in the spiritual for a while, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Make it full circle. Yeah, okay, guys. I'm, I'm going to shut up on that one, I guess. Uh-huh. Look, I'm like, mm. <laughs> hey, Erica, you know, you're like, nah, I ain't even gonna, I'm going down the street. <laughs> right. I'm like this. Mm, nah, mm. You all are hilarious. Well, at least now you got your clothes on, so it's good. Uh-uh. <laughs> Mm-mm, cheering. <laughs> Erica, Erica, mm-hmm. I need you to get your children, honey. Baby, we talking about cheering of the cone, honey. <laughs> cheering. Cheering of the cone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Mm-mm. Oh, not the children. I can't. Just when I thought I had it all together, I y'all just disrupted it. <laughs> Oh, baby, that keeps me from saying words I shouldn't say. Amen. For the most part, 
Let it go. Yeah. I can't tell a lie. But, yes, God, I be working on it. Like, mm. I'm going to have to call Felicia. She's still recuperating. Make back here? Huh? How long is she supposed to be gone? Where is she going? Felicia is, is on vacation. She's traveling all over the world. Where's she going? Other than okay, Georgia. Okay, over the world. Um, Mississippi. Okay, that may be where she is then. Did you talk about my experience last night, Sam? Mm-mm. I'll let you do that. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, what happened? I went to Bible study. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. I was thinking maybe you, you know, you had another uh, restaurant encounter, but this would be better. Okay. Yeah. It was just so much. I was going through fits. I was sending, I was rifling all text messages to Sam. Mm -hmm. It was, it was, I was like, really? What? I said, what? Sam was like, what in the world? He said, what's going on with you? I mean, I was sending text messages left and right. I couldn't even get it. It was not not good. I was like, what in the world? I said, why? I said, I said, do I have to? I said, why are they trying me? I said, what's going on? Sam was like, what are you talking about? I couldn't even send a a, a complete. Um, I couldn't make a complete sentence. Mm. Were you giving out wrong information? Well, this is what happened. You know, I'm gonna tell you. Uh, I I said, help me, please, and then I said, should, and then I sent another text. Should I? I said, sorry, I already. I'm saying these are the text messages. I'm, they, I had to cut them off. I said, they ain't ready. I said, you can speak in English and the devil won't understand it. And, Bible, and Sam was text. I'm like, at Bible study. They tripping. Why me today? Sam finally texts me back. He's like, what is going on? I said, additional confirmation received. All I'll call you when I finish to tell you. He said, okay. I said, just answer when I call. I mean, I was oh I was sending text messages left and right. They were going so quick. I couldn't even form a complete sentence. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, was, I got to Bible study late. And it was, you know, she, when I walked in, she was initially talking about how she was tired of Black Lives Matter. Uh-oh. And I was oh, like, boy. okay. I said, um, I don't know. You know, it's like I was there, and I was like, okay, hi, everyone, you know, whatever. And when she said, you know, I'm so tired of Black Lives Matter, it's like my head popped up like a snake. I was like, really? Okay. <laughs> So I was like, okay, I don't know if this is going to sound like it's good or not. 
And she mentioned how it initially started off with, um, you know, how Black Lives Matter started off, you know, as a movement because a lot of, you know, African-American men were being killed by police officers. Then she went on to say, well, what about the, the man here in Georgia who just killed his son? Well, what about the woman who killed her kids? Well, what about, you know, um, the other gentlemen, you know, and we have a lot of crime that happens within our community. And I'm just so sick. I really am. I am so sick of Black Lives Matter. And I was mm. like, okay, I don't know what the point is, but okay. Don't say anything. <laughs> like, you got a Bible reference on. for that, please? I mean, and that, I, I posed a question to Sam. I said, please correct me if I'm wrong. Bible study is where you go to study about the Bible, right? You yeah, choose okay. a chapter, you know, a book. A chapter and a verse or the whole chapter or some verses. And then you, you know, discuss those and you discuss what it means and, the you know, what God, the message God was sending us. And, you know, then sometimes it transfers into how it's applicable now, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, hence, as, hence in the comparison name, to then. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. I said, so... I said, well, anyway, I'm dealing with a person that when we have Bible study, they typically come in and they say that we're coming, we're going to be working in this book. And I told Sam last night, we've been doing Leviticus for a while. I'm not really what chap- sure what chapter or verse we're working with, but I just know it's in Leviticus. And I said, and then we happen to just go into tangents about what's going on today, and I can never really connect it back. And I said, so she was just going off on her tangent about different things today and talking about how, um, you know, people, you know, What's going on today is nothing new under the sun because it's in the Bible and how the Bible talks about these things that, you know, men will be lovers of men, children will kill their parents and all these different things. And she said, and so things are not going to change, you know, because it's written in the word. Then she says, that's how, you know, people don't, you know, ministers don't teach from revelations and a lot of people don't talk about it out of fear. And so, you know, I'm trying to keep up because she's really transferring. She changes. You know, every time she says something, a different thought comes, which I'm very familiar with. And so she changes what she's going to say or she goes in another direction. So I don't, you know, she caught me off guard. I didn't have any paper, pen to jot down my thoughts because I had a lot going on in my head. And so she says, but, um, you know, we just, you know, we just don't teach out of uh, revelations because people are scared. Then she started talking about other things. Then she started talking about how important it is that we um, speak um, things, um, how we speak things appropriately. And she said, because sometimes, you know, you can't say um anything because you know the devil hears you and so it's good to keep things to yourself. And so I just that that rang in my head. And so she, you know, she said, Well, you know, because it doesn't make any sense for me to um, you know, get up in the pulpit and then I try to sound like I'm just this, you know, prolific speaker and then I try to give you the Greek um 
meaning of a word, and, you know, I try to say things to you in Latin, and nobody in the congregation speaks Latin. She says, so, you know, it's just, you know, I don't know why people continue to try to sound very astute instead mm-hmm. of just speaking things in the simplest form because, you know, you can just say things ebonically to me and I get it. And so, oh, you know, I'm like, and so I'm just... So I'm just, mm. you know, and I was, and I was sitting there thinking, like, I don't have no paper, man. Why? And so that's when I started sending Sam the text. Should I or should I said, why should I couldn't even say should I? I mean, I was just hitting words and sending the text, just popping them off left and right. I'm like, they tripping. Why I'm in here? I said, Lord, why? You know, because I'm like, okay, Erica, you really don't need to say nothing. You really shouldn't. But then it's like, you better say something. But then I was like, no, nah, I don't want to say nothing. She sound crazy, but I don't want to say nothing. And so she proceeded to start talking again. And, I, you know, I was, I was hesitant. I was trying to raise my hand and not raise my hand. And then finally it's just like, okay, I'm going to raise my hand because I'm going to have to say something. So she said, okay, go ahead. And I just told her, I said, well, I'm going to tell you like this. Um, one of the reasons that um, people don't teach from revelations is not only because of fear. It's because we're trifling and lazy. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I, 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 sad. yeah I did. I said, because we're just trifling and lazy. I said, you know, the thing about it is, you know, the world teaches us that selfish, being selfish and selfishness is a bad thing. And in the, you know, in certain regard, it is. I said, but we have to be responsible and become selfish about our salvation and our spirituality. We have to get to a point to where when things are being said to us over the pulpit, that we have to show ourselves approved and we need to study the word for ourselves. I said, I'm not really sure, you know, if anybody really is paying attention with society, but everything is moving to a paperless society, and if you don't hide the word of Christ in your heart, you're not going to have a Bible to refer back to. Uh And I said, so I do think it's really just trifling on our end not to study the Bible while we have accessibility to it. I said, you know, even me, um, the only thing I have with me at this particular moment is my cell phone. And we do know that the World Wide Web is information that man puts out there. And when it is only technology that is available to us, do understand man has the power to change the words that we will be able to see on the computer. I said, so, you you know, people are not paying attention to the disappearance of our periodicals and our papers, and we're trying to make things that are so seamless and easy for us. But then if we continue to stay on the lazy side, the slothful side, as the words say, we, who can we blame other than ourselves? I said, now, don't get me wrong, ministers are going to be, you know, they're going to be punished as well for not teaching, but then you're going to also be punished because you're not being responsible. So I said, that's one thing. I said, but now, when you start talking about, you know, being quiet and, you know, because Satan can hear you, I said, we have to remember, that's why it's important to, you know, communicate with God and build and strengthen your relationship, because he will teach you how to speak in the holy language where the devil can't understand anything. Mm -hmm. Then 
she looked at me and she said, well, you know, you can speak in English and the devil still can't hear you. And I, I was like, what? <laughs> and so I told Sam, I, you know, so I stopped a little bit because I was like, okay, Erica, you know you go in kind of hard. I said, you know, and I told them, I said, you're going to have to apologize. I said, I apologize. You guys are going to have to understand. It's been one of those kind of days for me. God has put me in a position that I need to tell you, so I'm telling you. <laughs> I was just sitting there, and I put my hand on my head. I said, you know, I've been sitting here as you've been talking, and I've been wanting to say something, and I, you know, sort of raised my hand, then I put it down. I said that I've chewed up a whole box of lemon heads sitting over here waiting for you to give me an opportunity to say something. And then, you know, so here it is. Girl, it was a mess. So she she and I still don't know what what book or scripture we were on. (laughs) I promise you, we stayed there for another hour. You was in the book of truth. (laughs) So so she proceeds to talk, and she was saying how you know people you know you know how on the marquee boards in front of church, church is how they have uh, how they put the message. The up for the upcoming Sunday on the marquee, and she never understands how they do that or why they do that. She said because oftentimes, you know, God gives doesn't give people the message, you know, until they're getting ready to go into the pulpit because things change and you know just circumstances of life. And then I'm trying not to raise my hand again, <laughs> and I just. You know, but so I, I continued to let her talk, and I had to jot down things in my mind. You know, and she continued to um, uh, talk about leaders of the church and the different languages that people speak and how um, Satan can't hear, you know, you shouldn't say things again, and then because you can't get out. And so, and she's talking about how powerful people's words are. So I just had to, I ended up raising my hand again. I said, okay. I said, this is simply amazing. I said, I do a lot of um, talking, you know, to different people, even the where I work. I have to do a lot of training classes and things like that. I said, and it could just be me, so forgive me. I said, but I'm very big on words, and I talk about how it's important to, you know, know what you're saying when you're saying it. I said, you know, one of our biggest faux pas in the world is just saying things that sound good and not know exactly what we're saying. I said, and, you know, the Bible tells us that we have the most powerful tongue, I mean, the most powerful weapon than anything that anyone can possess. And I said, that's our tongue. The scripture tells you, you know, the uh, life and death lie, you know, is in the power of the tongue. And I said, so that is, I said, and my analogy to help you see that is to understand that you can you have a weapon. You can have a sword or you can have a gun. And, you know, where bullets come out. I said, and a person can be attacked with these two weapons. I said the difference is we're living in a society where we have medical attention and you can be sedated. When you have a gunshot wound or you, you know, have something that's very severe, 
you know, physicians can sedate you until you heal and you don't really feel that pain. I said, but the words that you speak to a person that can cause death or division, that seeps into the, a person's mind uh, past their spirit, and they hold on to that. And I said, the pain that words have over people is much stronger and more harmful than anything a bullet or a sword can ever cause to a person because there is no type of sedation we can have from that other than us seeking God. My point being that we have to seek God because people in this day and time are just, you know, they say what they want, they do what they want, and they know what they're saying. You can look at an abusive relationship, and the abuse typically starts with verbal abuse before it goes into the physical because that's how you change your mind. But that's why it's important that you seek God and seek the word of God because, you know, the transformation of your mind. I said, so we just need to be mindful about the things that we say. I said, and on the other end, um, the reason people can put the message on the marquee um, for next week is because leaders and pastors are out of order. I said really? leaders in the church really try to tell the pastor what to do, tell him he needs to submit their um, sermon to them so they can proof it before he preach it. I said, oh. and I can be honest, that happened right here at this church. So I'm just letting you know while you're asking the questions, I can give you scenarios as to why things happen. I said, but leaders of the church need to understand that they're held responsible. And then I was quiet. I didn't know that they did that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that's what she said too. <laughs> yeah, but for different reasons. <laughs> yeah, she was saying, "Wow." I was like, "Y'all gonna have to forgive me because I mean, you asking a lot of questions, and I just feel it's time for somebody to get some answers because change has to happen." And I said, "That's why the church is gonna be the first place that you know um, the attack is gonna happen." I said, "Because we yeah, are yeah. structured." under the auspices of God and his word. And I said, and people really uh, forget that the uh, church is within us and the building is, you know, erected so that we can come together in fellowship and everything but God's work happens under the roof or within the walls of a church. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Let me go on before I start talking. So I was a little frustrated. I had to vent or something. I don't know what I was going through last night. And I, you know, so when I finally talked to Sam, I said, I'm kind of perturbed because, you know, one thing, she had to come back. I felt that she had to come back to me when I spoke about speaking in the spirit because that's something either she don't understand, she don't believe, she don't want to talk about. And, you know, yet and still, she can contradict herself the way that she did. First, you have to be quiet because Satan can hear you. But then you can talk in English and Satan won't understand you. And so I asked Sam, I said, but so people of the um, Hispanic culture that speak Spanish, can't the devil understand Spanish? (laughs) I said, so those people who are French, you know, live in Italy and they speak French. Can't the devil understand French? You mean I said so. 
That too. <laughs> Look, them too. Although there might be some Italians that speak French, but <laughs> Okay, yeah, but you know what I'm saying. And I, so to I told and so I told Sam, I said, that doesn't make any sense. I said, and that defies the word because I also had to talk to her. I said, how do you speak life into a situation if you're going to always be quiet? (laughs) (laughs) And if the issue is that you, you know, the issue is that you believe Satan can understand you, why not put yourself in a position to communicate with God where we can speak in the holy language? Oh, my God. See, I'm still stuck on how you're going to speak life into a situation if you're quiet. And I'm saying, you know, and that's why I say, I said, and please forgive me. I said, that's why I say it's very important to know what we're saying when we're saying it. Because then we can hold on to stuff and believe stuff that's in total contradiction to the word. Father. And so my confirmation again, like I said, Sam, so I got my confirmation. She is living proof to another degree or on the other end of the spectrum why God has called me where leaders, where I need to be able to counsel leaders. And who is this person? She, she um, is one of the ministers at your church? No, she's just one of the ministers who um, avails herself to speak, you know, to preach if, you know, um, we so desire because, you know, we're still looking for a pastor. And she makes herself available to do the uh, Bible study every week. Yes. Amen. And so I've been trying to figure out what have I learned in Bible study since I've been going, since she's been teaching, because I don't really know. I just know we talk about a book, and we never really delve into the scripture and all that stuff. So I was, it was just one of those nights for me, my bad. Mm-hmm. Well, Lord, it would not have paid for me to have been in that class because I just had to put my head down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So did mm-hmm. our deacon. Huh? So did our deacon. Like, okay. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That that would have been a bit much. I I couldn't have stood it. Mm. I was so tired when I got home last night. I was like, I'm gonna go to bed. I'm gonna take a shower. And go to bed. <laughs> I was talking to Seb. I said, Call me when you get home. I'm gonna go take a shower. I don't even know if he called me or not because I was asleep. I just, I couldn't. <laughs> I had enough going on in my world. Oh, my goodness. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. See, now, do you go to Bible study every week? I have been. Do she be teaching it every week? Yep. Okay, when you go in there next week. <laughs> if I go. Actually, she but she she may get somebody else to run it next week in the in the uh in the event that you might show up. <laughs> well, I already told Sam. I said, see now she gonna make me, in so many words, eat my own words 
because now I got to go back with scripture since we never seem to, you know, talk about it. Now I got to go back with the scripture to support exactly what I was saying. And I'm yeah, going to make sure you- I have to, to cop, you know, make a copy so that they can have it. Yeah, but at least you can, you do have scriptures that support what you say. And, you know, then again, I was asking God for real. Why? <laughs> Why? And so I thought about Felicia because, you know, it was just a couple of weeks ago Felicia was talking about Bible study and why she doesn't go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, that's how come I usually don't ask questions yeah. or make comments. I usually don't. I try not to. Yep. Well, obviously, this is going to be part of your ministry. Well. Mm. Because they definitely need the questions asked of them. Because they just talking out willy-nilly. Well, I need somebody who's going to... Needless to say, I'm glad she didn't put in her application to be the pastor. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would have been painful. No, it wouldn't have been. Because I would definitely would have changed my membership then. <laughs> no, it wouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. What denomination is your church? Baptist. Okay. Not at all. Ah, the Black Baptist Church. What an interesting place. I know it well. <laughs> I know it well. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just got to laugh. I just have to. I just have to, man. Oh, no, that's fun. Lord, no wonder we get stuck, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we cool. get stuck for a lot of reasons. Because people don't really seek the answer before they start talking. They don't really see. They just start talking. Well, I also mentioned the fact that we're living in a world that people are, we just very comfortable with people telling us stuff and trusting what they say to be true. Yeah, because we, cause we always want to be massaged. I ain't going to say it like I would normally say it the way I really talk. <laughs> but we always, we will, I'll just suffice it to say we always looking for, everybody wants to feel good. We want somebody to make us feel good. 
and to make us um, to make us feel a, you know a sense of calm. We want to be calm. We want to be rubbed on our bellies like little infants. So we don't want to take onus of things upon ourselves. We don't want to do that. We don't. We don't want to do that. Because if something does, if something goes wrong, something doesn't go right, then we want to um, be able to have somebody else to blame. You know, it's it's it's, it's so much about uh, um. Know what I'm trying to say? It's so much about um. I can't even think. I'm trying to get ready. Uh, not oh, non-accountability. I don't know why I could not get that word out of my mouth. Non-accountability. If somebody else tells us the stuff that we can blame. The pastor told me, and the so-and-so. Well, how about you take responsibility for your own doggone self? And then as soon as the pastor or whoever says something that we don't want to hear, then they're ready to kick them out or go to another church. Yeah. And then, I, you know, like most of us, I said, you know, she's a nice person and all. Sure. So she is a nice person. I'm just, you know. Sure, it's a lot of nice people right on their way to burn up. Mm-mm. 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 Right on their way. Right on their way. Putting, putting change in little homeless people's cups and growing up, being the president of the PTA and everything. We are nice people. Take your cup of sugar. Won't even ask you to give it back. No sugar. Uh-huh. Nice 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 sugar. Spiritual, I have. I'm like, oh Lord. If I thought that was that would get me in, I would start being nice mm. more. But, well, you um, know. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. I ain't gonna say that. I'm just. I agree. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Mm. I thought some foolishness too. Till God slapped me in my head a couple of times. Say really. That's how you gonna do this? Well, can't wait till you see these mirrors that I'm getting for the conference, girl. Oh my God! <laughs> 
Okay, that's just my side note. Wait till you see these mirrors I'm getting for the conference. They are so cute. just can't hear the call to arms right now. Oh, he, didn't, he, didn't, uh, he didn't catch my joke. Um, Erica, you, you, you know uh, Sam's neighbor, Maxine, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, no, mm-hmm. her, her, anyway. Yeah, I know, I know, I know okay. who she is. Yes, ma'am. She made sure she let herself be known, sugar. Now, is that the one that's um, on Miriam? Yeah. That's okay. her. All right. I thought that was her. All right. Amen, Jesus. His wife. Uh, remember when they were uh, having the church service out in uh, in Bolingbrook with, with, uh, with Nate and everything, and sometimes right. she would go, and mm-hmm. they'd be trying to ask her, you know, how how does she know she's talking to God and et cetera, et cetera. And there was something and somebody asked her what um what book that was out of and she was like out of the book of truth. Mm mm. Mm mm. That's what you were talking about when you said yeah. that. Mm. Mm. Mm mm. Stop it all right now. Stop it. Rebuke it. Right now. That's why I'm waiting on Sam to make the comment. Mm-hmm. Out the book of truth, honey. Mm-hmm. And now is that the old <laughs> testament or, or the Oh, okay. I must that must you know what the it book is? of truth. Sam White. That book that book is in the apocrypha. Take the books that are taken out the Bible. That's what that's at. <laughs> so if y'all want to find that you all have to go to the library and get the apocrypha out of there. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk to Maxine about that personally, about that one. I think right you're going to that copy. I passed. It's right next to the book of Eli. It's right where? Right next to the book of Eli. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. 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 I heard you when you said it. It was on mute. I was cracking up. Yeah. <laughs> I was the book of, response. I was like, okay, he, he must not be listening. <laughs> the book of Eli or the book of Maxine Talking to? Talking about, yeah, that's okay. 
You're going to be late, but you're going to look good. It's sleepless. That's okay. I love it. Yeah. Girl, stop your stuff. You look good, girl. All right. When did you get that dress? Recently? A week ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll be over there. I'm leaving there now to go find me. I have to go get a pair of shorts. All right, sweetheart, will you take care? I'm so I can't do I can't I can't do her right now. <laughs> yes, honey, yes. You take care, sweetheart. I can't. Oh my bad, I wasn't on mute. Sorry. No, you mm-hmm. didn't get at me. all. <laughs> oh you you gonna be late, girl, but you look good. All right now. Who is she talking to? <laughs> I was just uh, oh, this young lady that was a student teacher at our school. She was really good. I was just wondering if she um, got the job. Hmm. You bless <laughs> your heart. Oh, man. Amen, Jesus. Yeah. Bless her courage and ministry. <laughs> so, baby, that's what she was doing. She was wearing it thin. <laughs> she was oh, working oh, it. Oh. She been went down that street. Okay, y'all on something today. That's the only thing. You know, you have to go way back somewhere to get you through. Because I was like, oh, Lord Jesus, help me. Oh, oh, I'm religious. <laughs> oh, my God. Help us. Oh, help us. The is funny. What you doing? Getting ready for tomorrow? That's what you're going to be doing? <laughs> you know what, sir? <laughs> All right, sir. Yeah. That's all right. That's all right, baby. That's all right. I got you. Mm-hmm. Laugh. Laugh, if you will, my dear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. It's cool. I'm going to be straight. It's all right, Jesus. It's all right. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You know what I think it I is? I think y'all I going is. through something. Because you know what? I, I think my problem is what the poem says. You know, the Marianne Williamson poem, like our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate, but that we are great, far beyond measure or whatever. I think that's what my problem is. I think I'm afraid that it, that I think that I've been able to keep this gift under wraps because I've been able to give it to people here and there, you know, here and there, here and there, a little bit here, a little bit there. But I think that my problem is people are going to see it and the responsibility that comes with that. Okay, say that again. I heard you, but I'm trying to figure out. I heard you, but what you saying? What I'm saying is up until now, you know, I, I speak to people. You know, I've been giving, like, you know how you, kind of can keep things under wraps, so you know, I've been speaking to somebody here, speaking to somebody there, but nobody's really, you know, mm-hmm. not in, not like, not in a forum, this, not like this. I've mm-hmm. even spoken at churches and everything, but this is different because 
because of my position, you know. Right. Um, because of my position and because because this is kind of my thing and everybody's looking at yes, ma'am. Everyone is kind of looking up to me, you know. You know what I mean. And so I'm. It's weird because I'm in the forefront because these people that are coming, I'm not a. They know me, so now their ears are glued. You know what is she gonna say? Type of thing. So maybe subconsciously, I am nervous about the responsibility that that brings. Maybe I'm nervous that I won't be able to hide in the background anymore. Maybe I don't know. You know, I'm always trying to psychoanalyze my dog myself. Quit stalling. Hmm? What's that? I said quit stalling. Quit stalling? <laughs> yep. Yeah, about that. In the words of Spider-Man, with great power comes responsibility. Not Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You know that's, what? That's I the book of Spider-Man. I guess y'all ready for prayer requests whenever y'all ready to start. Because I'm about to get out of here. How long before you come to the building, Sam? Um, hopefully not long. I'm trying to figure it out now. Hey, the lady that's uh, happy to speak. What's her name? All right, prayer request. Who wants prayer? You can start with me. Okay. Um, was it um Rod just asked a question, Sam? Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. No, I was saying the lady that had to. Uh, she said she was saying. What's your name? Oh, you just talking about Lady Lisa who's got to get ready to speak? Yeah, she doing a conference or something? Is that her? Yeah, hey, Lisa. Yes, sir. He's speaking to you, dear. Um, oh, hey, good morning. Hey, how are you? All right, I'm doing good. You? I'm not fantastic. I'm fantastic. Thank you for asking. I'm going to tell you, like, my pastor self a long, long time ago. Oh, he says two things. It's two things that you, before you go into ministry, he says two things that you have to do, and that you have to be delivered. Mm-hmm. And that's people and yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to be delivered from whatever you, your thoughts and your mindset, and what you think and how you think. All these different types of things. Because you can become a distraction 
of the movement oh. of God. Mm. Ma'am. And so mm. I thought I'd tell you this is because um a lot of things that because I've made a lot of mistakes, uh, and you know, because a lot of time people don't have time to train no more. Uh when you mess up they won't just sit down and say, Hey, you did this or you did this and I, I had to make a lot of mistakes and I take myself and the Holy Ghost training. You know, I'm I'm not the best, but it sounds like that you have a lot of information and a lot of wisdom. But you gotta mm-hmm. deny yourself and pick up your cross and follow Christ. Because mm-hmm. if you're not if you're not if if you're not suffering a lot of times, you're not following Christ. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not supposed to be comfortable. Because you're not getting your nails done. You're going out here oh. on the battlefield and, and trying to say no. Oh. And this this the only thing I ask you to do is pray about your motive and ministry. Okay. Pray about your motive and see why did God call you. And that'll, that'll take away a lot of the questions that why me and all this? Because the anointing is there. But it has to be God got to push you to another place because we are always headed in the same place in our little comfort zone. But God got a way of pushing us out of it. I pray I say something that it helps you, son. Okay? Mm. So to that, you know, I have, they know I have my famous grunt, my famous, mm. and that's what I got. Mm. I received that. You are absolutely right. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you so much for sharing that with me. Absolutely. Mm. Striking myself. Mm. Well, bruh, it sounds like a bruh minister just spoke to me. Like, do you do you have like is there somebody trying to you in your church or whatever? Is there, is there somebody training me in my church? Yes, ma'am. Like, um, do your pastor sit down and talk with you or have lessons? Y'all do Bible studies? Well, yeah, they, yeah. I mean, we have Bible study and stuff in my church. I haven't actually been to church in a little while, to be honest with you, um, because I've been doing most of that kind of work on the prayer call. You know, but, um, you know, they do have Bible study and things like that. And when I was going regularly to the church building, I did go to Bible study. No, I'm not not talking about just just regular Bible study. Okay. Oh, you mean like uh, mm -hmm. like like a serial training? Okay, a regular Bible study 
in a Bible study, it's a different type of Bible study because you have to be taught as a minister how to break the word down so that people can understand it and not have it taken it out of context. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not just a Bible study with everybody else, but a Bible study where you you have been taught how to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. I do. We what this the the program on tomorrow is not a, a, a minute. Uh, what am I trying to say? It's not a um religious based. Like I'm not preaching like a sermon. It's more like a motivational program. Mhm. Yeah, like I get speeches every Sunday morning too. But go right ahead. I felt a little something with that. Uh, so you know, but that's you know what I'm saying. Okay, I got. It. So it's not you know I'm not like giving the word like a a, a sermon. Not tomorrow. You know, that's not what tomorrow is about. I've done okay. it before, and I've done it before, though. Definitely done it before, man. Okay. It's in your hand, Mr. Sam. But, it, but I just want you to know that, um, you know, it doesn't take anything away from the truth of what you said, the truth of what you said. It was awesome. Thank you. For a pastor? Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. What was that? I felt like there was a quiet chastisement in that. I said, all I said was, mm-hmm. Is that all right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Yes, sir. Okay, my bad. All right, Father God, let me pay for Pamela. Pay for that. I got a shirokumba. Pray for Shirokose, the Shirokumbra, Shirokose, Shirokosan, Randy, the Gose, Shirokumbrasa. Oh, here we go. What? I just... I'm just eating anyway, whatever. So, um, Lisa, you there? Huh? I say yes, sir. Okay. Um, she needs to be on the conference call with me, you, and LaShawn. Uh, okay. 
Um, Pam, you're coming to a very I don't know what word I want to say. It's like a point in your walk where you're at. You need to be very careful, very observant, very connected so that you don't get pulled astray. Don't go back into old Pam. Go forth into where God wants you to go. And remember, we always talk about the acceptable good and the perfect will of God. So you got the three different wills of God. But you, whatever fork journey or whatever you had, that you're kind of really almost there, the, the decision-making processes, you're going to need to lean heavily on your spirit in your head. Oh, well, that will line up with you, with you getting kicked. Oh, it makes perfect sense. Because like Lisa was talking about, you know, when she was talking about um, well, the, the, the whole scenario talking about she's distracting herself. Fear is fear. However, it's, it's shaped, it, you know, puts on the suit and if it's still fear, it's fear. So fear and procrastination and those things that that you that that are there in your life, not as heavily as before, they're dressed themselves up. They'll dress themselves up as something else to come back in full full steam in your life. So you're gonna have to rely heavily on your spirit as you're walking this because you're gonna look. In the natural, you're going to look in your understanding. You're going to look as Pam looks, and it's not going to be where God wants you to be, especially more so when you're talking about his perfect will and it's acceptable and it's good. You know, remember we always talk about this as training. So, you know, and again, like I talked about earlier, it's not talking about, you know, should I kill this person? Should I steal? Should I lie? No. These are no more grayers where only you and your relationship and understanding how God's word, understanding God's character and how he works with you. This is what's very important for this next leg. Of, ooh, and I'm going to tell you now, this is not a moment. This is a season. Meaning you're going to have this encounter over and over and over and over again. Okay. We, we talked about training and we talked about pain, and we talked about pain for growth. So God's trying to get you to this next level. So he, you know, like you go to the health club and you work out is one thing, but when you get your personal trainer to push you, that's another thing. Well, you already got told yesterday that you got a personal trainer, that you're getting kicked to the next level. So the biggest thing, as you Talk to God about this, because you're really going to need to talk to God about this. Um, as you get your prayers, as you get your understanding, as you begin to get all of this together, confessions, whatever the Lord, your 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 diary, your journal, whatever you're going to need to do, you need to start getting all that stuff together, because you're going to be you're going to be working it. 
you're going to be working it because it's going to be the only thing that's going to sustain you and keep you going. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Let me go first to get this out of the way because I don't want to talk to him no more. Oh, amen. I'm about to go do my hair. <laughs> um, you can pray for me, but before you pray for me, please, sir, uh, I will ask that you pray for a Thomas Floyd. <laughs> He's a person that just called me um, on the phone. And, you know, I try to keep my job and the word of God separate as much as possible. Which ain't working out for you, but anyway, go right here. It's 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 really not. For the past couple of days it ain't it it hadn't been. But anyway, he is a sixty two year old gentleman that um you know, is having a lot of trouble with services. However he got my number, I'm not the one to assist him with the services that I manage here. But um, I didn't pray with him because I was on the county phone, but I did try to encourage him the best way possible, you know, to continue because he did say that he was a man of God and to continue to be encouraged um, and, you know, seeking God continuously So because God is going to answer his prayer with the help that he needs in so many different areas. So he was in this bus this major he was the driver of a bus and had a major accident and he is now you know not in a position to do anything for himself and he's in somewhat of dire straits and calling our office for services all right what's his name again his name is thomas floyd okay thomas floyd Yes, 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 Father, we praise your name. We glorify you, Father. I want to lift up Thomas Floyd, your child. Yes, Lord. Oh, Father God, yander to go say, help him, Lord. Help him strengthen and gird him up. Borandi to Gird him up, Lord. Don't let him stop. Give him the strength to persevere. The ability to press on. The desire to seek and to see you at another level, Lord. Open up his heart. Open up his eyes. Open up his spirit. Bless him abundantly, Father, as you cause a shift and a change to occur. Move in his path and in his direction. Help him, God. He needs you right now. Move in his path and in his direction, Lord, as you reveal to him that which he needs to have. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And I lift up your crew. Amen. Patricia Arnold, Shira Koromba, Shira Kose, Shira Kose, Shira Kose, Shira Kose, Shira Karandaka. This stuff, oh, Rashira Kose, Shira Kose, Shira Kose, Shira Kose, Shira Karandaka. Rashira Kose, Shira Kose, Shira Kose, Shira Karandaka. 
Thomas Wiley, he should go say, 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 should Rando go say should go say should go say should go say should go sodaka. Rush should go say should go say should go say should go sodaka. Who should go say should go say should go sodaka? Should go sa should go sa sodaka sa sakara. Jakir, who should go say 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 should go sodaka? Who should go say should go say should go sodaka? Should go say should go sa. Where daddy at? Who should go say should go say should go sodaka? Should go sa. Cart. Should I should go say, should I go say, should I go say, should I go say? That's your hearing aid. You want me to put it in there with the other one? Yeah. Who should I go say, should I go say, should I go Saraka? Who should I go say, should I go Saraka? Should I go Saraka? Should I go say, should I go Ganda? Should I go say, should I go Ganda? Should I go say, should I go say, should I go Ganda? Ah, okay, good. Should I go say, should I go Ganda? Should I go say, should I go Ganda? Rich, I should go say, should go say, should call CVS and see if that medicine is ready for data. I should go say, today. Okay, then I guess it's ready. I should go say, 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 should go saraga. I should go say, should go say, should go say, should go say, should go saraga. I should go say, should go saraga. Sakara. Jakir, Rich, Thomas Lawrence, Patricia Arnold, Wiley Horton. Maria Mathis, should go around the go say, should 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 go should go say, should go say, should go say, should go should go say, 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 was it my girlfriend whose daughter tried to commit suicide? Right, hold on. No. Yeah, that probably is it. Yo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Erica, you mm-hmm. are so funny, man. I should have had you for an auntie growing up. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Child, I don't know if that's good. Oh, this is so funny. Like, this is hilarious. Like, oh, my God, you would just cut somebody. Um, and I love it. I need it, and I probably would have been right then. Maybe I would have been right now. Just know it's because so many other crazy things have happened in my life, okay? <laughs> okay, I got you. Mm-hmm. Anything AT&T we need to try to go through, because she's got like about $400. Amen, honey, amen. Oh, Jesus. Okay, what's your um, friend's name? I need to write it down on the list. 
Her name is Marguerite Lowe. Go downstairs. I'll do it now. Uh, Morgan, look. Brandon's coming over to get some canned goods. Help him out, please. Always the servant. I yeah. love you, honey. Gotta love you, honey. Uh-huh. Okay. My bad. Uh-huh. Okay, Marguerite Law. Should have gone right. Should have gone. 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 Marguerite Law and family. Harande should have gone. Saka, Father God, and both should have gone. Saka. Ah, you did a good shit. Harande did a good shit. Yes, yes, yes. The other did a good shit. Harambo should have gone. Sand did a good shit. Should have gone. Should have gone. Should have gone. Harambo should have gone. Should have gone. Should have gone. Should have gone. Harande did a good shit. Should have gone. Saka. Should have gone. Should have gone. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We praise your name. Amen. And her daughter is uh, the one who tried to commit suicide is Denitra Lowe. What about your daughter? Uh, okay, well, yeah, that's Marguerite and her daughter. I'm doing it all in the family. Okay. And what about your show, Morgan? What time is all of them? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. I'm on my bed at a college fair. Oh. All right, I'll see what I can do, Morgan. At 7 at your school? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I'm going to change phones and I'm going to pray for you, Erica. All right. <clears throat> I don't know if that's good or bad. Wow. You need more juice. I, mm, right. Again, I say <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> and sometimes you just got to... Open up the present to see what's inside. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> oh my! Just in case you wonder, my kids think I'm crazy too. Yeah. And they always tell me they tell my mom. Especially my oldest one. You just say you just say anything to people. Your mouth be reckless. <laughs> <laughs> you should have told oh, them that you are the preview of her future. Right. Yeah. And the thing is that I've been trying to avoid the conversation. I think it was on a prayer call. I don't know where I heard it, but. I got to have a conversation with my niece tonight. She moves out on the 5th. So I'm trying to have a conversation tonight before her son comes back home. You said the conversation? Yeah. 
While we're waiting on Sam, I got one for you all. Okay. Um, a classmate of mine is, is, is at the airport, and she overhears this conversation. And the dad is telling the little girl, you know, come here, sit down. And the little girl says, no, I don't want to. I'm too hyper. Mm. Mm. Spell it. Huh? Spell it. H-Y-P-E-R. I know, that's what I would told the little girl depending on her age. Spell it. <laughs> right. I'm just trying to imagine, first of all, telling, telling my parent no. Well, <laughs> forget right. the rest of okay. it. Okay. <laughs> right on, right on. Because if I said no, the rest of it probably would have never came out my mouth. Mm. In that mm. day and time, it would not have. The, okay. Because next thing I would have known, I'd have been looking up like what happened. But knowing, you know, things are, are, are different now. Just knowing that things are just different with the upbringing of our cheering. Right. So that's yeah. when I would have asked her to spell it. And then explain it and then define it. Mhm. And the work I would have put her through to do all that, she'll learn not to say it. Cause see, once you get smart with me again, that's the warning. Then it's on. Mhm. 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 And then once mm-hmm. she try to be smart enough to define it, then I'm gonna make her write it about a hundred times. I got something <laughs> for you to do. I got you. I got you, boo. And she said, "You gonna be still one way or another. You about to sit down." That's right. My girlfriend sent her child to sit next to me in church, and I was like, the little girl don't even like me. Why you sent her over here? (laughs) So she wants to doodle in church. I ain't got no problem with that. You know, keep you busy. Mm -hmm. Make sure you write your name and address. You need to know where you live. Do some timetable. If you're going to write, write something. <laughs> you say be constructive. Right, 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 right. I'm cool with it. That's funny. Mm-hmm. The little girl, you know, and as she grew up, she loved me now. I like, child, you don't even know. I'm trying to figure out what kind of drugs you're taking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, darn. I know, really? Yeah, I know kids are like that about me. So there's one little girl, I don't know, came out of nowhere and sat next to me in church Sunday. I don't even know the little girl. And she just hugged up and snuggled next to me. I saw Jesus the world coming to an end, something wrong. Little children don't do that to me. Those, that's what I found. They, they really do. Um, want that discipline, they start the the more stern you are with them, the more secure they feel. Because that's how I am as a teacher. I'll be, I'm cool, I'm goofy. You get dancing, I get up in the middle of lesson, start doing sauce or whatever. But mm-hmm. they blast it. When I say, when I say, it's time. 
to get back to the lesson. I'm going to need y'all not to take 30 minutes to settle yourselves down. Because that's what they want. What children they really need. Do want that. They, they need, need it because they're not getting it at home. You know, and they, they, they respond to it, and they can tell when it's being done um, in love versus mm-hmm. um, anger. Right, right. Because you know what? That's where the balance comes in. You have to, they know when it's just all one-sided and when you're just getting down on them all the time, but you're not pouring anything into them. Yep. That's what they know. So, so, you know, when teachers ask me, how do you, you know, how do you, what is the, basically what's the secret to your classroom management? I said, I cut them all the time, but the whole time I'm cutting them, I'm pouring into them and I'm telling them how great they are and I'm telling them they, I don't expect anything less and I love them and they're the future kings and queens and their future is so bright I need sunglasses. You know, that's what you have to do. You can't just cut the baby and don't pour nothing into them. Cause they get That's that what home. you call speaking life. Amen. But if you don't, Amen. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm going to go back to what I heard last night. Well, you know, you scared for the devil to hear. Maybe you just need to hush. I don't know. You know, I'm being facetious. I was like, what? So, Lisa, what you're saying is that when you speak life, you actually speak. <laughs> you know what? Every now and then. I open up my mouth and sound flows. Oh, you know. Oh, that's too funny. Amen. Now you speak life into something if you keep quiet. You know what? Right. That's the funniest. I need somebody to say that again, just in some other venue, so I can laugh. That's a, that's some funny mess right there. Well, I ain't saying that out loud. People ain't gonna be looking at me like I'm missing some some chromosomes or something. That's honestly, I can't do. That's why I can't do church. I tried, man. I really did. I, I tried. I tried. I tried. I tried. I tried. But I, I can't. I can't do it because they don't know what they're talking about. And I can't. I just can't. I tried, Jesus. And that's why Friendship and Ministries is my church. Now, we started a, a brick and mortar church. I'll probably go. I can't do it. I have tried. So now when Eric will become the co-pastor, the, you know. Mm-mm. We're going to take a road trip down there and visit her. She girl, I'm going to get in the car with y'all as soon as you arrive. What'd you say? I'm going to get in the car with y'all as soon as y'all get here. <laughs> What'd you say? Just drive by, slow up so I can jump in. Mm-hmm. When I get in the back seat, y'all gonna be looking at it. what you doing? Ride with y'all wherever y'all going. I'm going. What do you mean? Like you people know you already. <laughs> I'm going already. I preached the sermon already. Let's go. To <laughs> <laughs> do a reality show. <laughs> a reality church show. Church on the road. The flight of the, the flight of the pastor. <laughs> oh my y'all God. need to behave yourselves. Oh. Now what's wrong oh with that dude? And it's Friday. You can't act a little nutty on Friday. What can you do? Yeah. Well, what's our excuse all the rest of the day? 
Well, now you know. I'm only going to deal with Friday today. Mm-mm. On another day, I'll come up with another reason. You got to do it one gone. day at a time. You're taking us too fast. You know, you're going to deal with gone. all the days. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, you're going to deal okay, with all the days. That one. Lisa, you ready? For what? We can have fun on any day that ends with Y. Mm-mm. Okay. I can do that. That's early last one of them. <laughs> I can dig it. Look, yes, E-R, E-R-R, er last. <laughs> That's it. Is that like er daddy? Yep, er buddy. <laughs> father, 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 father. Look, straight up, though. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay, I ain't, I ain't did my hair messing around with y'all. You know what? It ain't no telling what Rod thinks because he just inquired. He might be on mute. <laughs> He's still on the phone. I didn't know he was still on the phone. Right. Lord. Look, oh, Lord. So. He might be praying for us. He, thank you. Amen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Jesus is right here. P-R-E-R. <laughs> oh, okay. Bless me, Lord. Okay. Okay. Lisa, did you email me that stuff? I'm. I never went home. I oh, feel okay. like getting stuff. The um stuff for the gift bag last minute. Mhm. Yeah. That's all right. We 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 know this. See, this year is, is, is our learning year, and see, next year, we're going we gonna to be smoother with it. This stuff will be already done before, uh day before conference, we're going to be doing this stuff. Yeah. And you know, honestly, truthfully and honestly, I can't even blame it on anything because I had plenty of time to do this. I ain't, I ain't working. I had plenty of time to do this, but... This is my, this is how I soothe myself. Mm-hmm. Like, this is how I, I put, you know, like I'm walking on. This is what, you know, this is my favorite pastime, shopping. So, I ain't mad at you on I'm that one. I'm myself. Yeah, so I'm I'm actually cool. It's not stressful at all. Not at all. Yeah, but I'm still, good. day before, you know, it's like day before the wedding, you ain't supposed to be shopping for shoes. Mm, depends on the bride. <laughs> right, right. This, this, this actually works for me. It really does. Cause then I'm gonna go home, and uh, I'm gonna chill. I'm gonna do my hair. I'm gonna twist it up. I'm not gonna do the, the five-hour-long shenanigans with the hair. I'm gonna relax. I already have my bullet point, which doesn't matter because. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hear to it anyway. I never do. When I open my mouth, I just start talking, and whatever flows is what flows out. I don't do well when I try to restrict myself to reading off of something. That's why I don't, I don't write lesson plans anymore because I don't. I don't stick to them ever. Ever. 
I'm just chilling. Right now, in this moment, I'm about to buy some clipboards for the school. And then I don't have us some clipboards. <laughs> some clipboards and some white erase boards. Amen. I'm going to clean the Dollar Tree out. And this is how I get into my zone. And the gift bag, I'm not even putting together the the um the gift bags. I'm just buying the stuff. I'm not putting them together. We're gonna, gonna, gonna do how Maya do it, or we're gonna do it in the morning. Uh uh-uh, uh, it'll be done in the morning. A couple of ladies are getting together doing it tonight. No, oh, okay. Yep. I'm gonna go up there in a minute. I'm gonna look around the room. You know, just take a survey of the space to make sure that, you know, things are going to go accordingly and make sure it looks accordingly. And, um, you know, I'm going to mosey home and do nothing except my hair and stuff for the rest of the day. Because if I don't fill my time, I mean, if I don't, um, like if I was just at home chilling and stuff, I'm going to be writing um, curriculum. I'm going to be doing all this stuff, everything except for getting the rest I'm supposed to be getting. Yeah, Erica's still on. 
Is you ready for a prayer? I don't know about that. You ready, Erica? I'm here and I'm ready, sir. All right. Okay, let me pray for you, woman. Don't limit yourself and definitely don't limit God. You are at a point in your walk that you know if he will find you something. You will be able to do it. Quit trying to figure out how to get it done. Can you hear me? I'm on my speaker. Yeah, um, if you could put your mouth closer to the phone, it, I would be gladly appreciated. I'm about to park, so you're about to be blessed. Amen. Amen. I say you are at a point in your walk with him, you have enough understanding that you don't need to limit yourself with God. There's many things God has assigned you to do, but then you'll look at how is this going to be done. Lord, I don't understand. I don't know. Don't limit yourself and cut yourself off and don't proceed. You know God has given you what you have needed in the past. Trust him to continue to give it to you in the future. Don't pull back just because you don't see or understand and say, no, I'm not going to do it. God has given you many assignments, and he's going to continue to give you many more. You say when you when you go, how is this going to be done? That needs to be a conversation with you and God, not an anxiety attack between you and your flesh. I'm going to repeat that again. When something is placed before you and you're trying to figure out how it's going to be done, that needs to be a conversation with you and God, not an anxiety attack with you and your flesh. But there is a big difference. Because of where you're positioned at, God is adding to you. As I said before, with great power comes great responsibility. So walk in that. Don't pull back. Trust God. There's purpose to everything that he's doing. Ooh, ooh. And this part here you're going to slap me for. Especially when he strategically has placed you in somebody's life and it's your responsibility to grow them up. When you might be hindered in your walk because you have to help them grow in theirs. 
When you have to be an example of God's word working in your life because they're just trying to figure out who he is. Who was that said earlier about thank you for my example of, of, of the word? Who was that? Was that you or Pam? Well, that, there you go. Ditto on that case. So I said yesterday that you are the gardener. That means there are many plants in your garden, and it's up to you to make sure that they're well taken care of so they can grow and produce a harvest. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Yes, sir. I like prayer too. Sam, did you hear that? So you pretty much tell me, huh? So you pretty much telling me I'm gonna be in a teacher mode for the rest of my life. Hello. Are you telling me I'm gonna be in a teacher mode for the rest of my life? In a teacher mode for the rest of my life. Teacher mode example. You know, whatever needs to be done, whatever needs to do to get the job done, you know. But that goes against my rule of not being put on display or being in the forefront. Take it up with the bone. I'm just the vessel. I'm the messenger. You're going to take it up with the phone. Well, I can shoot the messenger too. I probably will. <laughs> no, you gonna shoot the messenger because you can't shoot the ball. <laughs> I heard Ron say he wants to pray. You want some prayer? Pray, Ron. Yes, sir. All right. Um. You're in North Carolina, you said? Arkansas. Huh? Arkansas. Arkansas, okay. All right. Right now, the people are going to go to the station. They're 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 going to go to the station. Rumble, 
Many challenges, many hardships, many battles, many wars. Mm. But you are walking and understanding. You have developed a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. You know when to tread lightly or when to be bold and to stand firm. Many a tear has been shed. These lessons did not come easily, but God, shine it These trials and tribulations, these traps, these heartaches, these pains, they weren't easily overcame, and you're not even over all of them now. But it's just your consciousness has shifted, your understanding has shifted, and you are allowing God to be God. Mm. Not trying to pull back and walk in your own understanding, but allowing the anointing of God to carry and keep you. Wow. I said to carry you where you need to be and to keep you once you're there in the process. Because many a times we will tend to turn around and go right back. But God is keeping you there, high at a local boat. He's holding on to you when you want to say the hell with it. He's holding on to you and say it's not worth it. He's holding on to you when you don't even see nor understand. But it's his grace and his mercy. And it's your humbleness and your meekness that God says, yes, I can use him. It's your humbleness and your meekness, and your attitude to be open and honest with God. Hmm. Wow. The open and honest with, I don't understand, I don't see, I don't like. You You conversate with him, not just prayer. You conversate with him as God and as a friend. Hmm. Father, did I continue to bless this man of God? Continue to anoint this man of God. Continue to speak life into this man of God. Help him to go forth into the deeper things of God that you're calling him to walk in. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. You still there? Yes, sir. Can I ask you a question? Sure. I why God I'm I'm not I don't have anything against old people, you know, older people and things like that. But why do God keep placing me in in my job like I'm like one of the youngest persons. My last job, I was the youngest person. And why God keep on placing me around old folks? And they, boy, they give me more than a little bit. I'm talking about they mm-hmm. try to put you through them. So you're you're saying that when you're around these people, it makes you it it, it um 
get agitated, you bother, they, or they just be getting on you? No, like it. You you have it's a lot of people that that's really not mature. I'm talking about you. You have a lot of oh, older okay. people. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm talking about they. They're like they're like they got an old body, but a childish mind. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna give. You, I'm gonna give you for instance. I drive trucks, right? And the truck is not my truck, no way. So I change shifts from day to night, and this older lady. Um, he said, now you can have that truck. And so I got into another truck, and then another lady took me out of that truck and put me in a newer truck. And so the older lady came and said, now you can have that truck neither. And so, but the other people, she do whatever they want to do, but you know what I'm saying? When the young people come in there, they they just treat us like we ain't nothing. I'm just saying, do you do you know why? Well, I mean, a lot of times God is doing things in our life to help us <laughs> develop character and to and just and to be used as an example, just like we were talking about with Erica. You know, so. A lot of times people, they might not see no evidence of God actually being lived in someone's life except for your example. So probably a variety of different reasons he's doing what he's doing. Um, but more, you know, thinking about God is he'll use one thing to hit to, um, he'll use one thing to touch a whole bunch of different purposes. So, I mean, you know, you just when something like that, you just try to be, you just try to be sensitive. And I just talked about you being sensitive to the spirit. You just be sensitive. You flow and let God use you, and you learn how to get over yourself. Appreciate it. None of it's easy. None of it's likable. Again, and you talked about earlier about being comfortable. You know, a lot yeah. of it is. So, God is God being God. That's about the best thing I can say. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, driving trucks ain't something I want to do. But, man, it was so crazy. I passed my testing for... I was finna go, I had saved my money to go take my little road test or whatever. Uh-huh. You know, you got to go to a little uh, school. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I bid it on the job. I was going to have to pay $7,000. And I had bid it on the job where I work at, and I ain't have to pay nothing. Get my CD Boy, I tell you, God, good, ain't <laughs> Thank uh-huh.
I'm here. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! 
or I could say, it's raining brooms. Hallelujah, it's raining brooms. Okay, anyway. Yeah, I know. I know. You have committed a foul. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and it's flagrant. <laughs> well, if you want to me out the game, come on, coach. Mm-hmm. Come on, it, coach. <laughs> it's technical, it's flagrant, it's all that. <laughs> but come on, coach. That was under, under, under the table humor, coach. The, 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 the pun intended. <laughs> mm-hmm. She said what they call out of order. <laughs> I don't want to pray anyway, nah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Out of line. You are out of yeah. line, sir. <laughs> totally. All right. Who else wants prayer? I don't even know who else left on the line. We don't either. I'm sitting here trying to dodge raindrops because you know I melt. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Okay. And she asked me not to say anything. I'm doing all I can not to. <laughs> straining, baby. <laughs> I know that's a struggle. I don't want you to bust them stitches. Oh, that's right. You heal. You Bada bing. <laughs> and you say I can't shoot the messenger. Lies, lies, lies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. All right. Somebody let's pray for me so we can get out of here. Anybody else want prayer going once? Anybody else want prayer going I would appreciate twice? One of you ladies pray for Sam. I'm in the midst of. <laughs> Where is it? You went to. Oh, Lord. Father, today we lift Pastor Sam before you. We recognize, Father. We recognize what you are doing in his life. We recognize that he recognizes what you are doing in his life, although he may not always understand it or agree with the strategy. We ask that you just keep his mind together, keep his sanity, just keep his body together. Keep his body together. Keep his body together because the physical stress and the physical endurance that that is required when you use your body for for a living. Um keep his mind, keep his spirit, keep his heart, body, all of those things. Just keep him together. While you continue to work on him, while he continues to walk the path, while he Go down the journey that you have him to go down. We ask that you just ever keep your hand around his. Keep him close. Keep the conversation. Keep the dialogue. Continue to whisper in his ear. 
continue to give him direction, continue to give him guidance. What he needs is supernatural. What he needs are double, triple portions of everything that we have for him, all of the gifts. But as if you just pull him close, you're the only one. You're the only you're the only one. You're the only one that can quiet his mind, that can quiet his spirit. The rest of us care for him. We love him. We are here for him. But there is only so much that we can do. You must quiet him so that he can here, we can block out all the noise, the drama, the trauma, the stress, the strife. He needs you to do that. We know that you have something for him that none of us could even begin to imagine. But in the meantime and in between time, we ask that you just reveal to him load. Reveal to him in the manner that you see fit, in the manner that he can handle. You know what the end is. You know, you know. And so our prayer is that whatever your will is, whatever the will is that you have for this life, whatever this thing is supposed to play out to be, that it be your will, not our will, not his will, but your will. Your perfect will be done in his life. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. I'm going to holler at y'all later. Have a good day, everyone. You too.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.